Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Several songs on my heart through the week as I was praying and, and uh, you know, just wanting to do what God would have me to do. And, and, and like we've heard from our visiting preachers, not give a man's opinion or not give something that isn't of God. I, I really enjoyed Sunday morning that uh, testimony of that feller talking about that guy said, I'll find out if that church holy or not. That's good. Brother. <laughs> he said, I told him all about dinner, you know, and, and nobody caught on. I thought, I don't know what kind of church that was, but I don't think I'd have been amen in that, but I don't know, you know, but uh, boy, he sure caught him though, didn't he? If that was true, he caught him, amen. I don't want to be caught like that, amen. And, and uh, that's why we need the word, amen. Uh, uh, obviously, there was a lack of the word in there, right? Because it, it is the path, right? If you if the if the path of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, then you have to be reading a book. You have to be praying. You have to be here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So, uh, hey, you're not alone, man. I'm glad you can't see my sin. Hey, man, because it, it, it hurts like that. It's like, I'm glad God don't drop me. Amen. She all right? <laughs> and sometimes I just, I need that. Amen. I need that all the time, so I, I really appreciate that uh, testimony because it goes right along with the message tonight. If you have your Bible and you want to open up 1 Samuel chapter 17. I know we've had a lot of scripture about David and and uh, we know that this scripture has been given to help us, and we hear it over and over again, and I hope that you don't ever get tired of hearing it. Amen? Now, we're not going to read about Goliath, even though uh, we we might read. Let, we'll start reading at the description of Goliath, because and the reason why I want to do that, and that's going to be uh, verses 4. We'll start reading right there. Uh, because I want you, as we look at life today, as we look at what's going on around us, we get a, we're get we getting a lot of noise. This is the description of everything that we're hearing. Amen. They're saying, well, you know, COVID's going to kill you. And, and if you don't comply with the government, you're going to do this. And, and all these different things, right? We're hearing, we're hearing the noise coming from the enemy. Amen. Amen. This is what they heard in this day. So you pray and we'll read. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of maul. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him. Now let's skip on over here to verse 15. But David went, returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistines drew near morning and evening and 
presented himself 40 days. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to divide Israel is he come up? And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. David spake, to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And David turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, bless this word. Bless and anoint God your man tonight. And Father, may we all have ears to hear, and may our hearts be open and able to receive this message. In the name of Jesus, we ask this, Father, amen. First thing I want I want you to think about is, is all the different voices that were heard in this conversation. Now, we sit here and we look at this, and, and it's hard for us to get a hold of what's going on. You've got to picture an army against an army, thousands of men, that this army was put into action. These men were fighting. They were hooting and hollering and they were killing one another right here before this. And in the midst of all this, stands up this giant and challenges the nation of Israel. And David was there and he was hearing other voices. He heard the voice of his father that said, go down there and help thy brother take their pledge. Listen and hear what they have to say to you and bring back word to me. And then he gets there and he's not even to his brothers and he's hearing all the, the, the he's hearing the, the enemy of Israel proclaiming that, hey, if you'll just send out a champion, we can stop this, this army, we can stop this battle. And David hears that voice. And then before he even has a chance to get to his brothers, he said, he hears the voice of the nation of Israel that says if there would just be one champion that would go out, that the, that the king Saul would bring this man 
not only him, but his whole family out of bondage and free them and give to him his daughter. Make him a rich and a famous man. He's hearing all this thing. And before he even has a chance, he's asking these questions. His brother comes and starts accusing him. Now granted, all these things were coming his way. It's just like any day we live today. You, you turn on the news, which I advise against. But then, again, we gotta, we've got to be informed. Amen. We, have, we can't just go out around thinking there's nothing going on. There's everything going on. We have to find. I was talking to my mom today, and she's, she's telling me, you've got to get that shot, son. And I'm like, Mom, they're not telling you the truth. You don't know nothing about that vaccine. They, they whooped this thing up overnight. You don't know what it's going to do to you. She, oh, well, these doctors, they, they know what they're doing. And I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. They're guessing. They're trying to tell you and inform you of all this stuff. And I said, I don't know if they're right. And I don't know if they're wrong. But I can tell you this. My God knows. Amen. We finally agreed to pray. I said, she said, well, well, that's what I said we ought to do. I said, you think I ain't been praying? You think I ain't been seeking God? You think that I ain't trying to get the voice of the one that knows all things? Amen. Now, the, the, the scripture that I want you to think about tonight is when David in the 20th verse says, Is there not a cause? I've preached on that before, but I have recently been enlightened to the fact that what that phrase meant was, is there not a history? And you might look at it because David knew some things about God. Is there not a cause? Why should we let, I mean, think about the words that came out of David's mouth. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is defying the armies of God. He proclaimed that through all the noise. David had focus on what was important. He didn't care that the men were fighting and obviously not gaining any ground. Right? This thing had been going on for a long time. They'd been sitting in his valley doing battle. It's where we are tonight. We've been set in a valley to do battle with the enemy of God. With the enemy that comes against... You know what the enemy does? It steals, kills, and destroys. And it takes pleasure in doing it. But God wants to help us and bless us. God wants to lead us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. God wants us to depend on Him and seek His will and His face. We're not going to overcome without it. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It won't be because you deserve it. It won't be because you've mustered up the courage. It'll be because you put faith in God who never loses a battle and who stands up on the hill and can see all things as they are. I'm thankful tonight that when David said, is there not a cause? He was trying to stir the army of Israel up to remember who their God was. To bring to surface 
to revive them from their state of being uh, oppressed, from their state of having such a burden of the enemy right in front of their face. There was no freedom. There was no liberty. There was nothing but fear coming from them. And David came. How did he do that? Because David subjected himself unto God day in and day out. It wasn't about David. David knew how to call on God. David knew that if he called on God, that God was faithful. Ain't you glad? Amen. Amen. And they missed it. They missed their opportunity. What if all of them would have started praising God and saying, I remember what happened when we started out in this venture with God. I remember how God uh, brought Moses right out of the enemy's camp and he anointed him and how he brought him before that bush and spake to him from the bush that burned yet what that yet what was not consumed. If they'd have started reflecting on those things, it would have done something for them all. Maybe, why would this, this outcast, little David, the ruddy boy, the one who wasn't even a soldier, show up and bring such enhancement and bring such faith and bring such God courage. I'm not talking about man courage, but God courage to an army that should have been able to resist and overcome their enemy. What if he had just, they'd have just thought about how that after those few days when God told them to go into the promised land and spy out the land and it reminded them how that they had it right then that God was with them and that even though the enemy was great and the land was full of all the, the trouble of this world and it looked as if they were like grasshoppers in the eyes of their enemy that they could have gone in and took that place because God was for them and yet they didn't do it. They should have thought about that right then. They should have thought about how 40 years after that, after all of them had died off in the wilderness, except for Joshua and Caleb that showed faith with God, how that they survived the attack of the enemy and they went in and they overtook their enemy. They should have done that. And they did not. You and I are at the state right now where we need to constantly remind each other and the enemy that our God will not bow down to their to its will, that our God does not need them nor is subject under their will or to their wish or to their their all of their pushing and urging that my God has another plan that I have not even thought about, but I must line up with my God in order to see the victory. Amen. See that word, is there not a cause? is to remind us of the history that anybody who ever puts their faith in God is not subject to the laws, the commandments, the the mandates that come from this world because he is not of this world. He said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And if my God knows all things, then there's there's an answer that I have yet to tap into. There's an answer in a way that I have yet to get on. And I'm waiting for that way. Because I've learned just through a simple 
few mistakes and errors not to get in front of God, but to wait on God and to trust in God. And when He wants, He's a big God. And when He speaks, you will know what to do. When He tells you what to do, if you're seeking God and you're desiring to know His will, He'll tell you. David all of a sudden had a new plan, right? He's going to give the cheese to the captain of the thousand. He's going to give the other uh, vic- uh, victuals to his brethren. He was going to find out what they were doing and what they thought. And yet, something else happened. Amen. There was a plan that came from Daddy. Jesse sent him down there to do them things. But all of a sudden, God got involved and David's agenda changed. Amen. And it didn't even line up with man even at that place because what happened at that point was David's heart got right with God right then and he said, I'll fight that dog. I'll go out there. I'll take care of this. He said, because my God will do it for me. Well, when he made that claim, do you think he did that just because he had a, a good idea? No, I don't think so. I believe what David had was was faith in God. Because what happened then, while he gave them the opportunity to exercise their faith, because I guarantee you, out of 12 tribes of Israel that were all gathered there, there were some mighty men of valor standing there. There were some men that should not have cowered down at, a, at one giant. There should have been some men that could have overtook that dog, but none of them could do it because they were blinded by fear and anxiety. They were stifled. They were stuck. And my God is not none of them things. He ain't stuck. He ain't confused. He ain't wondering what to do. And yet we sit and we wonder and the whole world is going crazy this way. You know, it's almost just like the Bible says. It's like Satan's going to or fro. Amen. And he's just devouring and eating and and consuming everybody that he can. You don't know when you're talking to church people if you're really talking to church people or you're talking to people that just wear it on their sleeve. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you ain't living by faith, you ain't living for God. Because it takes faith to please God. Without faith, it's impossible possible to please God. And that was what David was doing. He was living by faith and yet he knew that if God be for him that this giant couldn't be against him. He didn't care. Come what may. He was going to do this thing. And you know what? I like what happened next because they were all rehearsing the issues. They kept repeating them over and over again. I read it three times. They repeated what the giant said. They repeated what Saul said. And yet David said, I ain't having none of that junk. Oh, I know he wanted to know what the reward was going to be. But that was not the goal. The goal was that they'd come against the armies of God. The goal was that he could not believe that this army that had been had, had all these blessings... And God had delivered the nation of Israel over and over and over again. And David was a personal recipient of God's power in his life. Started rehearsing what God had not only done for the nation of Israel in a way, in the opportunity, is there not a cause, but then started doing it by his own experience and what God had done for him. And that's what most of y'all are very good at doing. 
And I want to encourage you to continue to rehearse what God has done for you. But don't forget, don't forget to be just like Jesus said. That woman that came in, I believe it was uh, the Pharisee's house. I almost had his name, uh, Simon. And she anointed Jesus with that oil. And he said, wherever this gospel is preached, he said, I want her to be remembered. Amen. Because she went in there because God had done something for her one day. You know what he did? He saved her soul. He forgave her all her sin. He, he brought her from darkness into life. He, he redeemed her. And he blessed God. He changed her forever. And when she showed up that day in Simon's house, she couldn't do anything but worship him and give him praise and take that all and put it on him and give praise and glory unto God. And he said this gospel, this which she has done is to be preached with my gospel. Every time the gospel is preached, she is to be remembered that she came in here rehearsing and remembering and giving praise unto God for what God had done for her. You ought to do the same. Amen. We ought to just be like that. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Jesus loves me. Amen. I mean, that, that, that's a miracle within itself. That Jesus could love something like me. And I don't know about you. Most of y'all are pretty good people. But I ain't. I'm just an old dog, a sinner, and there ain't nothing good about me. But yet, he looked down through time, and he loved me anyways. He looked down through time, and he made a place and a spot in time where he would knock on my heart's door and ask me if he could come in. And I didn't even hesitate. Bless God, when I seen that glory, it didn't seem like a big deal to me just to go on and say, yes, Lord. And it, it, it just as soon as I said, yes, Lord, it was a done deal. The, 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 the transaction had taken place. And bless God, I ain't never been the same. I ain't never got over it. I remember popping up out of that place that I was in, that darkness, that grave that I was in, uh, that, that horrendous state of mind that I was in. And popping up out of there, a new creature, and walking out and telling my parents, hey, there's somebody in my closet. You need to meet them. Are you going to like them? And instead of being received, I was rejected, but it didn't change the fact that God had saved my soul. And it didn't matter what they said. They couldn't undo it. And I ain't never been the same since. That was my experience with God uh, when God saved me. And then the, the miraculous wonder working of God ever since then has been so numerous I can't even keep up with all that God does for me on a day-to-day -day basis. The fact that I've lost my breath and I can't hardly sing, but I do my best. I just pull into the Holy Ghost and give it all I got. I can't breathe right. I can't talk right. And I can't think right. But yet I know my God is with me. I know my God loves me. I know my God has called me. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do till I can't do it no more. I'm going to lift Him up against the armies that defy the armies of God against the enemy, against Satan, and against this world. And that's what the church is supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be edifying one another. Lifting one, encouraging one another. Amen. By, by spiritual prophecy, by spiritual testimony, by the whole, the whole, is there a cause? Is that when you start speaking your testimony, the devil don't like it, darkness has to flee, a, a faith is enacted, and bless God, the power of God is 
Amen. That's my message. Be that one. Be that one. That that cause, that, that testimony is God is. God is able. Moses, I think I'm done. When Moses was there at the bush, God had told him to go to Pharaoh. Go to the children of Israel. He said, you go and tell them I said. He said, who do you want me to tell them said? He said, I am. That's the all-inclusive word of the living God, of creation. And in that word, I am, is everything that you need. And it wasn't until Jesus came on the scene some 2,000 years ago that God gave us a name that we could call on God with. That every man that calls on the name of God in the name of Jesus shall be saved. That at the name of Jesus, everything that is will quake and quiver. That at the name of Jesus, legions of demons and all manner of ungodliness and all sin bows down to it. That every sickness, every disease, every manner of sin at the name of Jesus will give an answer to every man, no regardless of their pedigree, every man, regardless of where they were raised, every man, regardless of their tongue and language, will all stand and give an account unto Jesus. Amen. And it's our job to proclaim that. That there's one name by which man may be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. Amen. And at that name, we have entrance into heaven. At that name, I, I look under the heavens from which comes my strength. At that name, I stand prepared and unashamed because I know that He has justified me before God the Father. At that name, I don't have to worry about death's clutches. At that name, I don't have to worry about my finances. At that name, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because that name, the name of Jesus, is why He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. I live and breathe and have my being in the name of Jesus. Let's get a song. Do you need the Lord to deny? Are you discouraged? Do you need the Lord to deny? Are you fearful over things that are happening in your life? Have faith in God. He fails not. Amen. Just like Brother Steve said a while ago, uh, His way is the best way. Amen. Line up with Him. It's the right way. It'll never fail you. Amen. Stand to your feet. Let's sing Amazing Grace. I don't know if I can, but y'all do your best. <laughs> I'll try. If you need the Lord tonight, you got something heavy on your heart. He said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you carrying around burdens? Are you carrying around troubles that, that are consuming? Are, are you... Stay awake at night. Are, are you worried about things? Come to Jesus tonight. Get this thing out before the Lord. Amen. He's waiting on you. You ain't waiting on Him. He's ready. He's able. He cares. He loves you. This thing's winding up. We're in a battle right now. Amen. Are you going to be a David? Or are you going to be like the rest of the army? Sitting around waiting. For, I wish somebody helped me. Amen. I, boy, I, I'm tired of fighting these 40 days. We've been fighting down here. Boy, I'm tired of this stuff, right? Be a David. Step out in faith. And say, my, who is this that defies 
the armies of the living God. What you ought to be saying is, who is this that defies the living God, the church of the living God? Are we sons and daughters of God or not? He said to all that believe in Him, He give unto them the power to become the sons of God. And as a son, I have all rights and privileges that go along with it. Amen? Amen. That I, I, like the prodigal son, when I come home and I humble myself before my father, he, he brings out the coat and the ring and the shoes and kills the fat. My God has, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My God knows how to nourish me. My God knows how to help me. you have that faith tonight? Have you evoked your faith, your rights? And I'm not saying that you got this because you deserve it. But don't spur them. Right? Don't just sit there and wait and act like I'm, well, I'm just not good enough to ask God for this. Look, He's prepared everything for you. And if you don't use it, that's on you. Don't be ashamed. That's what the devil wants you to do. Don't be embarrassed. Well, my life just don't look like I'm a very good Christian. If it was, I wouldn't be having all these troubles. That's a lie of the devil. You know who gets the most trouble? It's them that rely on God the most. And bless God, we ought not be them that sit back and take the back seat and act like, well, if I just get myself right, this thing would work out. But no, you're in this life and you're here to do battle. Now do it like David. Amen. Get your smooth stone out. He knows how to hit the target. That's right. He's a good daddy, isn't he? Amen. Let's sing.